When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, I'm Anna Davis. You're listening to the Tuesday Club. This is the Arsenal podcast. And I've got Keith Dover with me this evening. How are you, Keith? Uh, a little bit down, Al, despite the good result tonight. A little bit down. Keith has been supporting Arsenal since 1887. As you know, Al, the bond between man and fox is a strong one. And as you remember, I was born under the North Bank stand and reared by foxes. But since we've left, you know, I've lost that link with my fox brethren and they were Jewish Orthodox foxes so once you leave there's no going back but I still I yearn for them especially now when I'm locked up you know Linda will often say was that you rummaging round the bins last night you know but, <laughs> and, and was it was it sometimes it you? was it was I can't help it mate I just have to do it you know you'll have to get one of them flats yeah. at, the, at the home of football uh, but, you know, all those foxes that were under the North Bank are now gone. You know, they're in the countryside. They don't know what the hell they're doing there. You know. They're in the Gillespie Road Nature Reserve. Most likely. But, you know, <laughs> hey, I miss them. I miss them. But let's, let's, let's move oh, well, on. We'll try, we'll try and cheer you up. And Ty Papula is here. Hello, T. Uh, yeah, hello, mate. I've got nothing. I do have to, I do want to ask. <laughs> <laughs> no. You I never do. bring nothing to you. You've always got a hat on. I do. Go on. Uh, yeah, I've got a <laughs> strong Nigeria hat vibes. I'm, I'm channeling kind of uncle wearing his uh, son's uh, hat at Christmas vibes. Nice. It's, it's a beautiful green. It's a lovely it's a green. Hat. I've, got, I've got a couple of questions though, Keith. Um, Far away, bro. Do you, um, that wasn't you making those horrible carnal noises outside of my flat at seven. Yeah, that's a good morning. point, see. <laughs> <laughs> Judging by what's going on on Hampstead Heath, this is a good time of year to be a fox. <laughs> Keith's been out there getting. Uh, he's been out there getting very busy. I couldn't in, possibly in comment. <laughs> no, I do. I do sometimes wonder, Keith, if um, you can be seen sort of walking around uh, just outside, well, where the flats are, where you were born, just sort of humming Madonna. There used to be. This used to be my playground. I can actually see you. You can visualise. I can actually see. That. Yeah, I can see you lost and uh, yeah. lost doing that. Just touching, <laughs> t- touching stair banisters and going, my banister. <laughs> I've, I've touched many a banister in my time. The ghost, the ghost of Keith Dover. Yeah. Keith Do- is a, it's like a new Enid Blyton. Keith Dover and the ivory, and the and the marble halls. Keith, Keith take Enid Blyton to a very dark place, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Enid Blyton had a special notebook she never showed to anyone. Uh, we're recording this, listener. It's twenty past ten on the Monday night. Uh, after another dreadfully grim uh, first half at the Emirates, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, the game was set alight. Arsenal's match against the Premier League match against Newcastle United tonight, and a magnificent display in the second half. And the uh, the Wonder Kids come into the fore, um, Bakayo Saka and Emil Defro, and they seem to have really perked up. Lacazette and Aubameyang, who were wandering oh, yes. around looking so miserable all through October and November. <laughs> and uh, and uh, they really are all linking up and creating chances and taking chances. And it was quite an encouraging second half. Well, the pass by Partey was uh, just something else, wasn't it? it yeah, was... for Aubameyang's opening goal. And and I, I got to see that because I was listening on the radio to the worst commentary by Jonathan Pearce and Karen Carney ever. But luckily, Lucy sent us the uh, the goals. She videotaped, well, you know, recorded on her phone from the TV and then sent it to me. So I what watched, a service. I watched it. It was great. And the that visual very, quality very was fantastic. That is, that is the sort of solidarity you expect <laughs> in Block 32. Exactly. But it was... <laughs> It was great. Not that Jonathan Pearce and Karen Carney, oh, they were absolutely dreadful. You know when they... Can I just ask, 
Can oh. I just ask why you weren't watching it, Keith? Is this um, because some, I haven't got now or whatever television? So okay, I just, because you know. used because there's there's been myriad reasons over the years I've known you for you not watching games, and I just wanted to know if you weren't. <laughs> oh you no, know, boycott. <laughs> no, not a boycott. Do you remember that time? Our what was it? Was it the Shield where we missed a European? <laughs> oh, here final? we go again. Here we. Oh, it wasn't a European final. It was West Ham and not. We bring you would bring this up, don't we? Couldn't yeah. we've, we've only got yeah, an hour. Yeah. Let's not go down. Yeah, all I remember that. Yeah, you missed the home game to watch your DVD. <laughs> yes. With, uh, and every time someone Mickey missed the home game, you were there going, we're going to have to put a white feather on that seat. He's missing. I don't know why I am like, the We were all going feathers. over the top together. <laughs> well, my friend, you fell. You were hoisted by your own petard. DVD. And I've never known what that meant, but you definitely were. <laughs> You've only just come uh, down from your back. Uh, oh, no, I oh, know. So you, mean, weren't it not, it you weren't watching oh, it. There's no superstitious no. reasons. No superstitious reasons. You ain't, you ain't reasons. got Sky. I don't that, blame you. It's about a million pound a year to have Sky. I mean, the it. last time I tried one of those £10 packages, it just didn't work and I just wasted a tenner. I just put the radio on and normally, actually, it's quite good. It's a bit tenser. But... What was wrong with Piercy tonight then? He was just all over the shop. I just kept chatting about... Different things that weren't pertaining to the game. So Jonathan Pierce. Oh. Jonathan Pierce has got a life membership at the Arsenal just for. I he's like tic- him. He's tickled yeah, like it. Him. Oh, he's tickled it. Yeah. <laughs> it's normally very good. It was just like they seemed a bit absent-minded tonight. You know. Newcastle took a corner. It was a poor corner mm. to the near post, which Lacazette sort of stooped and headed out. He was the front man, and it came out to Lewis, who's their left back. And he had a chance to swing in across from the left wing. And as you see all the time in football now, and it, maybe it would drive Steve Bruce mad, having once been a centre-half, who in that situation would have been still up in the box for the corner, and then the ball comes out to your full-back and you're in the box thinking, just swing it in. Swing it in, mate. We're all up. You know, We'll make something of it. And instead of that, Lewis went backwards to halfway. It was very reminiscent of watching Arsenal at their worst. Mm. And they, they ended up on halfway line with the ball. And then whoever had it there lumped it forward to the penalty area. What's the point of doing that? What's the point of going 30 yards back and then lumping it hopelessly forward? And Zorro headed it down. I think it was Zorro. Lacazette turned on it, gave it to Partey, and Partey just... Just, What noise does he make when he runs? Like a kind of a purring Ferrari or something. It just glides around the pitch. like He makes the game look so simple in centre midfield. Why do these players who are good have so much time to make their minds up. It's, it really is a little... If, if Thierry Henry was a central midfield player, that is what he would look like. Just cruising about, and he sees a Bamiang who's drifted off onto the left wing in about 25 square yards of space. Really, that was a match made in heaven, wasn't it? Partey on the ball, Bamiang in space, and he landed it on his foot. He, and he... Now, in the past, he's, he's come inside and smashed it with his right foot. People have now... Worked out, don't let him do that for God's sake. And he went the other way and leathered it in with his left foot. That's what was really impressive. Yeah, that was was so impressive for me, actually, because you were expecting him to come in and shape like he's been trying to do. He's been trying to do that, and he really looked a shadow of himself in the first. Well, I say shadow of himself. And he kind of stubbed it and it bobbled out of play, didn't it? Yeah, as much. I mean, I say shadow of himself because I still maintain that he's got it, but. He was really, really struggling, and so when he when he took it on his left, I didn't I didn't have that. Com- no, you're not I didn't sure. Have that you think he might hit the keeper, right? Because it tightens tightens up the angle, doesn't mm. it? And that, but he's been. Do you remember Billy's boots, Keith? Yes, I've recalled. Yeah. So yeah. Recently, recently, you remember it? You remember it as well, too. Absolutely. <laughs> he's been playing like Billy used to play when he couldn't find <laughs> Deadshot Keane's boots. Deadshot Keane's boots. <laughs> Would be left on the bus yeah. or someone he's yeah. can't and he's got to turn up. Oh, what am I gonna do? I haven't got dead shots boots. Oh and he was absolutely shit without without dead shots boots. And it, it, it was like it was like Obama and got dead shot Keane's boots on at half time today, because suddenly it all came together. Now it really is amazing. These guys, Lacazette's the same, so experienced. They played so many seasons of top level football, and they, their confidence can go down so easily. And they can come up again so quickly with a goal. They really are a couple of absolute prima donnas. <laughs> 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 I thought you were going to go somewhere else with that. <laughs> Remember that? We 
when Dennis Bergkamp, if he made a mistake, he just looked a little confused. Like yeah. The computer program, there'd been a glitch in the algorithm, <laughs> but, and I'll have to amend that when I get home. Yeah, he never looked like his head would go down, like Giroud would, oh, no, I'm going to have to throw myself into the same. Thierry had the, good, Thierry had the good sense to blame whoever was nearest to him. Just with oh, one yeah, Thierry. <laughs> no, Alexis Sanchez would always just bollock whoever was nearby. <laughs> Yeah, it's your fault, Ramsey. Ian Wright did as well. Yeah. Ian Wright would bollock anybody nearby. If he missed, he'd just bollock someone. Speaking of prima donnas, I'll tell you who isn't a prima donna. Did two of my favourite things today, right? Shaka goes down in the first half. Yeah. Kieran Tierney tells him to get up. Oh, it's sweet. Absolutely oh, yes. brilliant. Sweet. Did you see that? We're only a couple of games we're only a couple of games away from Shaka going down in the box and actually Tierney going over to the ref and doing the diving motion himself. <laughs> Do you reckon you'd give him the old bring out the yellow card thing? Yeah. Oh, give me that. Yeah. Give me that. And, uh, was that was that the one where where Jackie went down screaming and whining in the didn't middle. get anything? Yeah. And then and then someone passed it to him and he had to get up and carry on. Well, yeah, on this playing. is it. This is it. It came <laughs> out that, the, that moment. It came out of Tierney. Tierney was like, "Get up, mate. Get up. I'm going to give it to you, Hansy." <laughs> do you think? Do you think Tierney is a, a bit like Begbie? Like he does all these lovely things when he's not playing football. I but, don't think he's like Begbie, but, but I think he knows people who are like Begbie. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> He's got friends at Begbie. Yeah. yeah, when he goes out, when he goes out New Year's Eve, there's yeah. a couple of them there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hi, Kieran. <laughs> You're not going to pick up my man. <laughs> Kieran was the sensible one trying to stop everyone um, getting into a, a petri dish hug after the second goal. Kieran was there sort of going, stay away. So, uh, lads, lads, our, lads, let's not get COVID, lads. He's our guy, basically. It's great great to have him back. It made such a difference. I mean, poor poor Ainsley. Oh, no, I'm sure we'll come to him. But Ainsley had a bit of a tough one on the other night. So you see the difference well, having a left back. back. He's not a left back, is he? So we're still in a situation with Ainsley Maitland-Niles. It feels a bit like Oxlade-Chamberlain at the moment. Mm. He's so magnificently talented and he can't find a spot in the team. So yeah. he, he, we could play right back, he can play left back, he can play centre mid, he can play up uh, down the wing, he can go all over the pitch, but he can't get one show for himself. And, and the Ox said that at Arsenal and, and he moved to Liverpool and he's got it at Liverpool as well. Because mm. Liverpool have got all kinds of people out and the Ox is still, if you see him at all, it's see him on the bench up there. So I, that's what I don't want for Maitland-Niles. But yeah, he's certainly uh, put him in the flat back four and ask him to play left back. He's no Kieran Tierney, he's right footed for God's sake. Guarantini put in some more cracking balls today, and I said it last week as well. I still can't. I still. I'm still surprised by his pace. I reckon. I reckon um, his opponents must be surprised by him because he just cruises by him. He does. He does. You know? And uh, he's ferocious, Tony. There was one moment where the ball bobbled about, and he just went a bit like he probably did when he was playing in Glasgow growing up. He just went flat out <laughs> to it <laughs> and won it. Just suddenly burst four yards forward. And, hey, I had nothing less. Everyone was pansying about. And Zorro <laughs> did well for the third goal because he took a lot of stick on various quarters well, from the. Yeah, uh, no, he's a good player. He's he, a good player. player Zorro, I he, yeah. played well. he knows what he's doing at right back. And yeah. that was a good assist. The ball went out of play, did it? But it was about half an inch of it was still on the line. And it was. Uh, I don't know. If that was 1966, it's a goal, right? Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the fact is he, he battled for it, though, which was a good. Has that changed in... I'm sure that's changed in my lifetime because, I mean, the whole thing about... Because they do that for corners, don't they? You have to put it... You only have to touch a blade of grass with it, which is why... But I'm sure you didn't used to be able to do that. It's always... I'm glad it's yes. gone for us. Do you know what I mean? I'm glad it's gone for us today, but I'm sure... It hasn't always been like that, has it? So yeah. that, I don't, I don't that think not you're not going to get one of those now unless there's actual daylight between the line and the ball. Right. And and then if, if there is... So would that they, not know, have it, been a goal then, by the same logic? In the old days, that's done by the naked eye. You, you might get it, you might not. Yeah. But, you know, now they've got VAR and they can see that it's a... You know, it's not... You've seen them so many times, haven't you, with goal line clearances with the Hawkeye where it's one millimetre of the ball is still over. And so it doesn't count. So that was a nice bit of work. I mean, they gave the ball away there, didn't they, in their mm. own half? Absolutely killing themselves, Newcastle. They really are. It was really stretched at 70 minutes, wasn't it? It was like stretched and played like a training game. Like, I mean, they gave up after their second goal, surely. Newcastle. I, th- I think their heads went down after the first, mate. I just, that was it. Yeah, really. Wow, God. It's a, not a good time for them, is it? 
I mean, I know Newcastle fans are tearing her out, air out with this Joe Linton fella. They are going, why does he keep playing? You know, why did we buy him? He's clearly useless. And, uh, you know, you've got a feel for him. You know? Yeah, and Andy Carroll, sadly, I do yeah. remember him scoring actually against us at West Ham, and he was so dangerous back in the day, but it was back in the day, right? Mm. I mean, he's a shadow of the former player, and where's the investment and the I mean, the ownership situations, they're sliding towards the drop zone again. And it's the same old, same old. Someone down there will get out of it. Mm. You know, West Brom won somehow against Wolves at the weekend. And Allardyce was a very bad advert for an expensive watch. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know if you saw Allardyce's watch. But, I mean, really, whatever company made that <laughs> probably sell most of their watches in Beverly Hills or Kensington. <laughs> uh, but he was he got a win there. Fulham are really picking up. Scott Parker's got them playing. They look quite good now. They're hard, harder to beat. Yeah, Brighton got a win, didn't they? So. Brighton got a win. Burnley, you know, this, this is if you get down there amongst all them and you're going the wrong direction, you'll go down. Mm. I mean, Sheffield United obviously have had it, but... Uh, I'm actually so loving. It's going to be a fight. I'm actually, I was going to say. I'm glad we're out of it. We're now. We're now. We're the full team in the say, league. I'm now. actually loving the lofty concern here. Like from it's, it's quite. It's quite nice. They're peering down from. Oh, it's it's very it's very tricky down. It's very tricky down there, isn't yeah. it? They said from ten. They said from ten. <laughs> That's exactly right. Think about taking that three weeks. <laughs> three weeks ago. Three, it was bring out your dead, wasn't it? Absolute oh. misery, you know. Oh no, six pointers against it. Brighton and Burnley, bad. wasn't it? <laughs> and now look at, now look at us. At six points against Brighton and West Bromwich Albion, and we did, and we did. We're get now exactly halfway and, between the gutters and the stars. And now this is the first time for twelve years or something we've kept five clean sheets on the bounce. So even without, I miss Pablo Mari. I must say. I, I like seeing him mm. there. I like imagining what sort of vehicle he's got, parts. I, mean, I, I like the idea of him smoking. <laughs> <laughs> we got I like the yeah. whole character we created for Wait. Pablo Mari last week. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> the Cuban Waiting. Waiting for the free kick to come in with wait for the free to come in with a cigarillo (laughs) (laughs) and just it wasn't actually a proper cigar actually just chomping off the uh, with a with a gold clasp chomping off the the end of it waiting for William to put put in one of his free kicks. Yeah, that's it. It's got something very expensive he used to snap the end off his cigars or the end of the uh, finger of someone who doesn't serve him his drink with no, the right it's, it's amount when he, of it's when he pulls out. It's when he pulls out a finger to actually cut off the end of his cigar and you actually see like kind of um, an SM for the kind of... It used to be the ring finger of Mustafi and he's now using it to uh, sort out his own cigars. Yeah, definitely. But no one has seen. No one has seen oh, Mustafi. Uh, Mustafi's, Mustafi's skull is an ashtray in the club. <laughs> hey, let's thank Leno, though, for the Palace game. But Leno uh, did but, something. Well, did he have something to do in the game? I don't remember. Well, well, no, but I mean, the Palace game he did. And thank, and that's the hardest thing for a keeper to do when you've, you haven't had much to do. But when you do, do have something to do, he kept us in it, didn't he? That, so, you know, we Oof, could have easily had lost. I was going to say, can we, stay, can, we, can we stay here for a bit longer? Oh, my God. <laughs> Well, it was poor. The Palace game and and the first half of this game were just, oh, oh. we don't, there's still a real paranoia, isn't there, about conceding that first goal and the the keeping it sort of absolutely watertight until we get it and then everything falls into place. But if we don't get it, don't. I was actually, do you know what? Honestly, I didn't really want to watch it tonight after the Palace game. I thought, yeah. I actually thought, I've got to sit and watch this now and recall the Tuesday club after. And I'm not really, I, I've just started watching the the Righteous Gemstones. Have you seen that, T? Oh, no, tell me more. Oh, lovely. Do you know Danny McBride? You know, did uh, Eastbound and Down and... Uh, yeah, no, right. Oh, he's fantastic. Anyway, this is a very, it's a very funny. It's on, it's on the Sky Comedy Channel, and it's uh, it's about a family who make their money as evangelical Christians. Ah, oh, I've seen the advert. And they're uh, they're vying. They're all vying. Uh, John Goodman plays the father, and the sons are vying for his favour. A little bit like Succession. Okay. So it's not in that kind of elite level drama of Succession, which really was like you know Premier League. But as as very funny comedy, 
It was brilliant, and I've got. I've just. This is, it's the first season. There's ten of them on there, and I thought oh, I could just sit in a couple of them, <laughs> <laughs> a couple of them, and then see how we got on after. If yeah. if we did well, yeah. I'll watch it on a rerun. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't make me sit through any more of this shit. <laughs> I couldn't, that Palace game is what we gouged my eyes out, and they really is so boring. Yeah, and it's, it's that so much worse. Dull, it's that much worse without the fans, isn't it? Like if it's that well, boring, it. yeah, very with no so. goals and no atmosphere, and Don Goodman, then actually no, that's unfair. Don Goodman was all right tonight, but I'm still wondering. It's all who, that as, feeling of you, you know. Do you want to go down London Colney and watch and train? <laughs> I, you know, I'm, you know, I'm an Arsenal obsessive. No, under no circumstances. <laughs> I've got zero interest. If there's nothing riding on it, and sometimes you watch these games and you feel like there isn't anything riding on it somehow. What? It's just like a training session. Yeah. And perhaps you're right. Perhaps it really is not having the 60,000 or the 38,000 or whatever it is actually turned I mean, do you feel, though, let's say this COVID thing hadn't have happened, there would have been 60,000, well, 60,000, and we'd have still had this bad run of, run of form. Would the pressure have been on oh, I take that after the burn, losing at Burnley? Because, you know, without the fans there, oh, the back results were bad and the pressure was on. But luckily he got that win against Chelsea. But I'm thinking before then, if you'd have had 60,000 or 40,000 gates, you know, and the fans, the toxic atmosphere, I wonder if he would have been still there now. I honestly think, mate, that week when we had Chelsea, Brighton and West Brom... That was crucial. It was crucial to staying in in the job. Because I think three defeats there, it's a totally different ball game. Oh. And we're not looking down on those poor sods being dragged into the relegation <laughs> fight because we are right in the middle of it. Yeah. And we've got tricky fixtures coming up. We play Southampton, who are quite quite good. And we Villa again, who beat us. And we've got Man U and Man City coming up. Oh. So, you know, we, we need to be in better form, and we are. And Smith Rowe, some of his work tonight is... Superb, he made it look so easy to set up Saka for the second goal to beat the cells. He's no mug as a defender. Mm. And and Saka made it look so easy to steer that into the net. They make the game look bloody simple. There was one angle, <laughs> if you didn't have your glasses on, where Smith Rowe, the way he was playing it in front of him, just looked like Merce. Yes. Way- so like Merce and then his build and his running style. Really resembles him. Honestly, if you said Merson was his uncle, you wouldn't be surprised. Well, I, th- I think that the first time we see him playing in a Europa League game a couple of years ago, we said that. We, you actually said he's going to be the new Merson. He very resembles him in the way the areas of the pitch he likes to play in and, and, and he likes to be creative and fa- fantastic player. Let's hope he doesn't get a terrible gambling habit fueled by cocaine and, <laughs> and fall off the rails. <laughs> and have uh, years in and out of rehab. No, no, Emil, stick to the uh, lemon and ginger tea and Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> and Saka again. Saka's just doing it every week. Yeah, he is sensational. And meaning that Pepe can't make it clearly till to the new season. I mean, we could... Do you think he brings Willian on because Kia Jurabjins just texted him? <laughs> Yeah, uh, well, why does he bring him on? Confidence. I mean, William did an interview this week, just acknowledging you know what you know the type, the kind of mayor culpa interview to try and get try and get people off his back, I guess. But he has acknowledged that it hasn't worked out for him so far. I still want him that, to. That was be that set up by the agent and yeah. the PR. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess. There was that time today for that free kick. There was a big build up to it. Lacazette goes over and kind of ruffles his hair. He's there's a close up of him smiling. You talked about Billy's boots earlier on. It's so, you know like in um, <laughs> you know like Pennywise in a uh, it. It's like it's like someone's taken uh, uh, Williams' boots and replaced them with some kind of clown boots, basically for that free kick. So after this but whole you, big build up, do you think up, he's is he pinging them in in training? Do you think? They, there's the same memory of him doing it for for Chelsea, probably, which is the same reason why Louise has been allowed near them any more time. Such a long build-up and such a serious expression as if he's about to do some triple twist off the high board with a double <laughs> somersault and something actually life-threatening <laughs> instead of taking a free kick, which he's done 50,000 times in training oh. since he was 10 years old. Hits the wall. Just stick it in the top corner. Oh. Whatever you do in this circumstance, don't smash it into the wall. You look an absolute belly. We might as well let Louise kick into the clock in. Said, old Zorro was there. Thinking, Just let me take one. Let me have one in my life. I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> 
I can ride a horse and take a free kick. I can do uh, this. This is top corner. I'm playing well. I mean, it's, it's ironic, isn't it, that we spend nearly £99 million on uh, Pepe and uh, Saliba. We've got Willian on uh, inexpensive wages, and yet the players that have done well are the ones that have cost us the least money. Apart from part, party. Oh, part. No, that's a given. That was money well spent. But the, with the other lot, you can, can't say And we could have got Zaha. For the, what we spent on Pepe, we could have got Will Zaha. And that's, he's, he would have been straight in that team. Zaha killed Saka. <laughs> oh, that's true, <laughs> yes. Son Goodman still calling him Saka. Still calling him Saka. <laughs> it's one of the last people in England still calling him Saka. Did you see uh, Cedric getting really into the right-back role and uh, his foul throw? Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's an absolute contagion down the right back position, isn't it? There was one before as well, but it didn't get called. It's weird how professional footballers still do that. Well, it, we've said this before with them taking corners. What what is it with everybody in the team should be able to take a corner? It's a given. You know, it's what you do. It's what you train all week for. And yet you see it in a match. It's not just our team. It's countless teams can't take a corner. It's pathetic. Well, never seen Kevin De Bruyne hit the first man. <laughs> well, all He's, right. Yeah, we first are. man's always been hypnotised by De Bruyne. <laughs> I like Cedric, and I think he yeah. could have played at left back the other day when Tierney was out because he's relatively two footed. I, I feel like the fact that the Conservative got the nod shows that they do want to accommodate mm. him in the side, but they're struggling to. He's such a talent. Well, he had to rest. He to. did have to rest some players, and I think with the Palace game, it was fatigue there. Uh, no and we had the 120 that. minutes against Newcastle last week as yes, well. Yes, exactly. So you know you can't. He'll never, he'll never try him in midfield, will he? He'll never try him in midfield, will he, Ainsley? No, I don't think he will. I don't know. Now we've got quite tricky FA Cup ties we've drawn, haven't we? Presume, oh, presuming yeah. that um, Southampton will knock out Shrewsbury, uh, we play Southampton away, and if we beat them, I presume we're going to play Wolves away. So it's these don't feel like cup ties where you're going to yeah, massively yeah. rotate. Then we've got to play Benfica. That's not... That's not Dundalk, is it? No, Benfica is the one we need to win. I think there's a lot of... Lot uh, yeah, we want to go far in the Europa League. We want to knock Benfica out and try and win the, try and win the thing, don't we? So, yeah, I don't know. We're going to have to rotate and mix it up. And people who come, they're going to have to deliver. The thing that I couldn't understand with the Conservatives, at one point he gets down that left-hand side and he goes for a big booming cross with his left foot and shanks it into the stand... And I thought, well, Tierney does that. Tierney gets down there and he hits those crosses with his left foot and they're absolutely extraordinary, like thunderbolts, exactly where he wants them. And if, But if he's on his right foot, he comes inside. Yeah. He does something else. He wouldn't try that at full pace on his right foot, Tierney. He'd come inside and do something else. And I don't know why he took that on, really. I'm, I'm all right with him taking that on in the sense that you, you do often, well, I often lament the fullback cutting in what my problem with it was that he didn't try it again because he obviously lost confidence with it and confidence seems to be an issue with him quite a lot, doesn't it? Mm. Um, I would have been happy with him to have tried it again because, yeah, you shank one. I thought when you were saying that, I thought you you, you shank one and then you try again because you just keep going again, like you said about mm. Dennis Bergkamp. No, I think he's you know? right not to try it again because he can't do it. He can do a million things with a football. He's a magician, but he... He can't hit a cross like that on a run with his wrong foot. Who can? That's really hard. Only Santi Gazzola could do that. Uh, anyway, it's we all love him, and uh, he's he's in that gang, and they they will get their chance. Maitland Niles will look. Hopefully Nelson. Hopefully Balogun as well. We're worried about him maybe leaving because his contract's up. So we're really hoping they all stay, mm. and perhaps they'll all be inspired by Saka and and uh, Smith Rowe. Nice to see Martinelli come on again. Yeah, that's good. That wasn't serious, that injury. So maybe they'll all think there's something going on here. And, uh, you know, the grass is always greener, right? But this is Arsenal. This is still one of the biggest clubs in the world. This is this is a place where we're all mates. And there's something that could, something could happen here if we stick together. And you don't often get a bunch come through like that. I remember Wenger saying about West Ham years ago, if they kept them together, if they kept them together for two or three seasons, you know, I'm talking about Rio Ferdinand, Frank Lampard, mm. 
Joe Cole, Michael Carrick, all came through together, all went on and won everything there is to win in the game. And they had one or two other half-decent players, like Freddie Canute and one or two other. They could have done something. Oh, very much they so. could They could have done, they could have done a Leicester 2016, you know. Well, you could say the same about Southampton. They've had uh, Liverpool's pillage there to squad down the years, haven't they? So Yeah, and Arsenal have too, well, haven't we? Yeah. They've taken a couple. Yeah, not the good necessarily. I was going to say you could say, one. you could say that about Arsenal. You could say that about Arsenal as well. If we'd kept, if we kept that second lot together. Now, gentlemen, how did you choose which internet service provider to use? The sad thing is, most of us have very little choice because ISPs operate like monopolies. They then use this monopoly power to take advantage of customers. God, do they? That's worrying. Uh, data caps. Streaming throttles. The list goes on. And many ISPs log your internet activity and sell that data to big tech companies or advertisers. So, to prevent ISPs from seeing my activity, I protect all of my devices with ExpressVPN. Our good friends from ExpressVPN are back, sponsoring us uh, this week. Thank you to them. Um, They are, uh, well, I better tell you what it is. It's a simple app for your computer or smartphone that encrypts all your network data and tunnels it through a secure VPN server. And then all of us at the Tuesday Club can see what you've been looking at. No, that's not right. (laughs) In layman's terms, in layman's terms for Keith, it basically means when someone asks him the question, would you rather have a naked picture uploaded of you or your browser history on display? You no longer have to be scared of the answer. <laughs> and how do I get this marvellous invention? Oh, well, let me you tell you. Let me Please tell do. you, sir. Try tell, sir. Um, and it will not slow your connection, which is a very important point. Uh, stop handing over your personal data to ISPs, uh, that would be uh, internet service providers, uh, and other tech giants who mine your activity and sell off your information. Protect yourself with a VPN I trust to keep me private online. Visit expressvpn.com slash Tuesday. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash Tuesday and get three extra months free. Expressvpn.com slash Tuesday right now. Do it. Oh, is there any good transfer rumours uh, from us? Because... Normally, you'd get your intel from a fat bloke in a pub, but as you can't go in a pub anymore, no. that, that source is, no, there's no... Bizarrely, anyone waiting at bus stops, and I've got, that's always that's, quite a good place. That's a good, always a good place. <laughs> the Bouet's mechanic has got, got furloughed. Yeah. Um, last I heard. So, so we've got, we've uh, yeah, got no fresh out, fresh out of course. The Buendia thing um, sounds like, well... Norwich are doing too well for him to to go anywhere for anything to happen, and I think we're supposed to be pow- keeping our powder dry for the summer, really. Um, although there is talk of a goalkeeper, a second goalkeeper, and a second left back because of what we were discussing before. Yeah, so, that could be a, yeah, might be a good idea. Well, we'll see. Uh, Socrates is still <laughs> still hasn't left. <laughs> um, We've managed to loan one out, the the, uh, the mooted clear out. Anyway, look, it's look, it's quite late this evening. Mm. Uh, let's do some. Do you want to do some spot the commentary? Can I yeah. just say that? Can I just before we do that, uh, mm. one one bit of transfer news which we haven't discussed, or maybe you've done it to death. Hold that thought. And here comes Arsenal's real attacking threat. It's Aaron Ramsey. There's the cutback. There's the chance. Yes, go on, see. I am saying Mesut Ozil. Yes. <laughs> Correct. Uh, what's the game? 2011. No, he didn't join until 2013. Come 2013, on. I mean. <laughs> yes. The cutback, who was it? First of, Oct- first of October. No, his first Arsenal goal was against Keith. Can you remember? Sumptuous oh. finish from the edge of the box with his left foot. Side foot. Oh, yeah. That he faded past the goalkeeper was Pepe Reina, ex Liverpool keeper. Faded it in just inside the post in the Champions League game against the Italian side. Napoli. 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 And it's a beautiful goal. It's a lovely one to watch on the YouTube because they cut to Arsene Wenger and he nearly skips out of his seat. (laughs) 
<laughs> he thinks that's what I bought him for. That's what he's there for. And that was uh, that was Mesut Ozil's first Arsenal goal. And uh, you'll see a theme emerging <laughs> as we move on to this next one. I'm really hoping I know which one. Charlie was there again defensively, and that's a lovely turn from Ozil to get away from Kante. And it's 2-2 two two here. David Luiz and Gary Cahill. Uh, Alexis Sanchez is onside. And Mesut Ozil can walk on to it. Is that? Did that? Turn, <laughs> you remember that one? Did that turn out to be when he said he mishit it? Was that his first kind of bounce goal? And, yeah, the commentator thought he'd miss it. Yeah, we looked at one another and said, "Mesut doesn't. <laughs> Mesut does not miss hit anything. If he wants to bang it in the ground and knock it over his head, that's what he'll do." That's what is happening? And I'm still, you'll never convince me otherwise. It was two on two. Yes. Sanchez against David Luiz. Uh, it was a. It was the 2016-17 season against Chelsea. Uh, tw- early in the season, 24th September, and we won- We were three up at half time, and Chelsea were in a mess, and we tore them apart. Sanchez was magnificent, and uh, Theo got a goal as well. That was a beautiful team goal. Theo's goal, three up at half time. But Özil's mm. won. He was involved in the move, and then ran onto a cross, volleyed it into the ground, and up and over the keeper. <laughs> It was magnificent. Oh. But what Chelsea fans say that that was the game where Conte changed it all around. That's right, isn't it? And rearranged rearranged yes. the team and got them doing what he wanted. And they went on to win and the league. And they went on and won the league. <laughs> yeah. And we, we, we beat them in the cup final, of course. But So, yes, that's Mesut Ozil scoring. Uh, I've got one more for you. <laughs> I've got one more for you. Let's see if you can remember this one. This is a great one. I've forgotten this one. Jack Wilshire has it will be to his right, and he's going to use him. Wolby's cross into Alexis, who's not giving up on it yet. Ozil! That is brilliant! Mesut Ozil at his very best. Arsenal, a goal to the good, and what a good goal! Was was it them? Was it against them? No. Uh, no. Oh, was it Liverpool? I can see it. I can see the goal. Come on, Keith. Sanchez you need down this the, one. Sanchez you need this one right. for the oh, equaliser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the ball sort of headed out. He's just just inside the eighteen yard box. Comes down on his left foot and he absolutely detonates a volley in under the bar at the, at the clock end for a one nil win. Against I, oh, hang on! No, I've, I've seen it. I was, I've watched it tonight. They... United, Newcastle, Newcastle. Yes, tonight's opponents, Newcastle, yeah. and that was on the sixteenth of December, twenty seventeen. And I play those goals to you, gentlemen, as a tribute to the great genius, flawed of, genius of, of Mesut Özil, um, and who's gone to Fenerbahce. And I mean, it's all but it's all but done, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think he landed there. He, he landed there. It was one of the most tracked flights. I mean, you know, you know how things go. <laughs> was days. it a flying carpet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, um, I was watching a few Mesut goals today, and how can we forget the uh, the Renaissance painting against? Was it Ludogorets? Oh, oh yes. You know, I tried to find a commentary oh, no, for that goal. <laughs> uh, Ludogorets away. It's a breakaway goal where he's on his own virtually, isn't he? And he goes and knocks it over the keeper. Two defenders get back. Mm. He dummies both of them. <laughs> Two dummies, sumptuous dummies that he, he hasn't deployed before. He's just got so many in his armoury. <laughs> Leads them both on their ass and uh, rolled it in the net. Absolutely fantastic. But it's hard to find a commentary of that goal. That's some... Wally hasn't put some hideous music yeah, over it. Yeah. Will you please stop putting shit music over beautiful goals? This really is a crime. Mm. Um, but yeah, that was a wonderful. It's, it's a sh- it's a shame, isn't it? Yeah. It's a shame. Do you think we'll ever find out? I mean, maybe ten years when somebody writes a book. But... I honestly don't think we ever will, mate. I don't know what went on. Something went on. Yeah. He was playing every game before the lockdown, and no games after. There's maybe a combination of of factors. Uh, some things leaked out, didn't they? Um, about China, about pay cuts. Uh, God knows. Anyway, it's for the best that he goes and plays football somewhere else. But I, 
I was thrilled when he came to Arsenal. Mm. Arsene Wenger was thrilled when he came to Arsenal. That you know, sometimes people put on YouTube they put montages of a player's touches in a game, right? And they say yeah. all of Meza Urzel against Napoli. If you look for that, there's a there is a YouTube video of that Meza Urzel v Napoli. Oh. And I think Alan Smith's on the commentary with someone, and they are purring about him. Every single thing he does, every touch is involved all the time. All his teammates are just absolutely hypnotised by him. They just keep giving it to him, and he gives it back so nicely. They can't believe how softly it's landed on their boot. (laughs) He's running here, there, and everywhere. He's two steps ahead of everyone. you remember the assist after assist after assist, surprising pass. He'd, fought, he'd thread things through with gaps that weren't there. He was just the most brilliant footballer. And I know that they didn't turn up Aston Villa and it was a one-sided final, but his performance in the 2015 Cup final yeah. was majestic. Yeah. You, you can only be sad about sad. a player like that and the ending that we've got. I mean, I, you know, I don't want to get involved in whether it's Urzil FC or any of that. And I know he's, he's got this army of uh, followers who make out as if there's been there's clearly fault, uh, so much fault on both sides, all the leaking and so on. But just talking about and enjoying a player which kind of epitomised that late Arsene Wenger era of fragility, genius. Yeah, totally. You've hit the nail square on the head, T. He was, Wenger left, and he left behind this absolute pearl, and the, he was suddenly amongst swine. It was suddenly, <laughs> it was Unai Emery, and that guy with Casado just going, oh, oh, whenever we're out of possession, and they'd rather have Danny Welbeck there. He's a wonderful human being and a terrific player, but in terms of talent, there's, it's just not in the same universe, and he wouldn't claim to be. No. <laughs> no. And you need to make special... Wenger gently said, you need to somehow make a little bit of an allowance because in the you know if there's a debit and a credit column for a player, if there's a pros and cons for a player, this guy is the one. He is the one that they're all afraid of. And he started to just not enjoy it, did he? Yeah, that was the Arsene way, wasn't it? Though? Well, I mean, the artistry over industry. You mentioned, you know, you mentioned uh, we can all applaud Danny Welbeck, sorry to pick on him today, but you can all applaud the kind of player who's charging down, charging down a fullback. You court, need you know. the combination, right? In certain the seventeen final, you had this combination in the forward line of Welbeck running Chelsea ragged, the sensational talents of Sanchez and Özil, every touch brilliant, so much trouble caused all the time. You had a blend there. Mm. Yeah, I mean, do you think we've missed somebody at the club like Dean who could have been an intermediary and said, you know, got the manager and Ozil to get Come on, what's the problem? Let's sort this out. But there's well, no, is, no is that person Arsene Wenger? Arsene Wenger said today he was interviewed by uh, Turkish TV, I think, and he said this is the big transfer of the window. Fenerbahce have got a wonderful player who's desperate to play for them, who mm. could could boost their season and send them on the way to the Turkish title and I hope they win the Turkish title I hope he gets his medal I know? for one am heading there as soon as we can I'm so would love to do that <laughs> just go to Istanbul and watch Mesut play for Fenerbahce because I would love to see wow. that player one last time when I think of him really when I really think mm. of the demise of him was the, was the performance in the Europa League final where he just couldn't get you know Hazard totally overshadowed him he didn't couldn't get going. He got subbed by Willock in the 79th minute and he came off. He, he was in one of those, I'm going to kick my gloves away moods. And you felt like this time has probably come and they just couldn't move him on, could they? Because they gave him too big a contract. He needed to go at the end of that season, really. Yes, yeah. Or certainly in the in the summer. It's really a classic case of the new manager's come in and he doesn't fancy it, we're going to find you somewhere else. But it was all disrupted by playing through the summer and the transfer window spoiled. The same thing happened to Lionel Messi, right? <laughs> he wanted out of Barcelona and he couldn't get out. So, anyway, it's done now. Fernabachi are not still in the uh, Europa League, are they? 
So you gotta double check that. Oh no. Because oh, no. oh. somebody check, please. Yeah. <laughs> I've absolutely got the fear now until we know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they are. Talk about yourselves, I'm Googling that immediately. And it's Ozil, straight through to Narrative FC. Narrative C back to Ozil. And a bounce ball over Leno. Oh, don't say that. Oh, God, it'd be awful, wouldn't it? I'll miss him. And I miss I'll miss that. Well, I've said it before, but I'll miss that type of player. I mean, I guess Cazorla was different because Cazorla always put the effort in, or at least in the in the, in the the traditional way that we as fans kind of recognise. And he was such a, <laughs> such a joy. But I've just... <sighs> I know Arsene's long gone, but I just miss that kind of player. And Arsene collected them like, you know, like jewels, like little gems. And we got to enjoy them. And even, and that sustained us through the times when we weren't good enough to win the league, right? So now we watched, we watched today, okay, it ended well. And we've got this young crop coming through. But it was, it was never okay not winning the league. But you know what I mean? It was fun to go. We could take that kind of slightly higher ground. <laughs> that higher moral ground when we're talking to our friends of other clubs because we had these players at our club. So what I'm going to say to you, Tony, what I'm going to say to you is, is Arteta there for, has he got it right? Has he got the little bit of backbone and steel and you can do all of that stuff. You can have your fun when you've earned the right to have your fun, but you don't get to have your fun in the first 10 minutes at Stamford Bridge and get picked off twice at the on the break. Fair. You don't get to lose five and six at Anfield and, and the Etihad. You don't go down eight at Old Trafford. Stop. You, Stop are, you are gnarly and hard to beat, and when you've got a goal up and when the other team are tiring, you can do it all. Mm. Play all the one-twos and do it all. But this is we are here to win matches as well, and we should have won the league in 2016. You know, We should have won it that season when he was there, as well, playing superb football. We lost it to Leicester because we couldn't, couldn't defend. Well, I'd never want to go the other way. I mean, that, that game you just described where you one nil up and they get tired and you win 2-0. We know who does that, or at least he used to do that. Now he just hangs on for... Uh... Now old uh, Jose just hangs on for um, for one nil wins against anyone, and it blows up in his face. I, I just want to enjoy. I mean, we're not in the ground, right? But I want to enjoy that football again. And look, you're right, Al. We can't go and lose by some of them hideous scores that we used to in the not in the last days of uh, Arsene Wenger. It wasn't even just the last days, was it? But um, maybe we're getting closer to finding that middle ground again and maybe this young crop of players. I mean, we haven't conceded for, is it five games, did you say? Five clean sheets. Five no, clean I'm, looking, sheets. I'm looking at the draw, Keith, and uh, there's no sign of Fenerbahce in the round of oh, 32. Oh, thank God that. That's really good to know. <laughs> right. that's, that's a relief. That's, that's... No, uh, Tottenham have drawn RZ Pellets. Oh, I don't know who that is. That's, uh, well, that's a that's given, a funny then, isn't it? One. Uh, young boys are in it, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, and But there's some top sides in it, including the team that's obviously going to win it, which is Unai Emery's uh, Villarreal side. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. It's <laughs> absolutely nailed on. <laughs> get, get your bets on now, again. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to say with, got to say with Arteta, the, the players that he's br- he has brought in have been good. So I think... Few more, get a couple of transfer windows. Well, one Arte- of those players. Let Arte have his team, and then then you know, I think things will start moving really in the right direction. You know? Yeah, I mean, he did bring in who did he? Who's who's he brought in? You're not counting Willian in that, are you, Keith? No, really, no. I think that's an Edu thing. I think that's, that's the Brazilian pensioners club. Yeah, that's definitely that's to do with that. But yeah, Gabriel and Partey look very, very good, mm. don't they? And and uh, and Pablo Mari was. Was his call too, wasn't yeah, it? So, so, uh, now, one or two emails. John Brody has emailed. Um, you mentioned in your last podcast that Kieran Tierney was a steal at 25 million. Uh, in terms of transfer fees paid by English clubs for Scottish players, this was trumped by the derisory fee of. Th- he's actually put three pounds, but I think he means three million pounds. <laughs> <laughs> paid by Aston Villa. For John McGinn, holy Ooh, smoke. Yeah. Yeah, that that is a spectacular bargain, isn't it? Yeah. Because he's a really good player and he's been having an excellent season and he was excellent last season as well. He's like a good Andy <laughs> Reid, isn't he? He's got that he's, kind of he's, he's square. I mean, he runs their team, doesn't he? He's three yeah. million quid. Jesus. Holy wait. smoke. 
And uh, after rejecting a low ball offer from Celtic of a crocked player and a half-eaten bag of sweets, Hibbs accepted Villa's offer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, McGinn was in the Scotland squad and he was the driving force in the Hibs midfield. He was a player with a big future. But unless you play for the ugly sisters in Scotland, your club has no chance of being paid a fair transfer fee. Oh, I got, I did get a message, uh, you two, last week from uh, Ben Cole, uh, who um, uh, was close to the Kieran Tierney situation. I think, um, I think he went to the university in Edinburgh, my Tuesday club. Or in Scotland, if my Tuesday club uh, memory uh, serves me right. But he said that there were Celtic fans who were annoyed that Kieran Tierney didn't stick around for the 10. For 10 in a row. Yeah. Yes, I've heard that as well. So uh, just um, for Keith. Uh, but I have to say that the wheels have come badly off and mm. Brendan Rodgers' reputation is further enhanced by by it all going to pear shaped after he left, and I don't know. I, I don't think Kieran Tierney could have done anything to stop this Steven Gerrard inspired Glasgow Rangers team. And the one thing that we must all fear is when Jurgen jacks it in, and he will. If there's anyone who's going to have a heart attack on the touchline, it's this fella. <laughs> <laughs> Gerrard is going to take that Liverpool team somewhere. He's really he's really got it. Got hopefully, it going up there. Hopefully in the same direction as Frank Lampard's Chelsea. Uh, yeah, that would be nice. Um, there's just one other little thing that John Brody says at the end of his email. Thanks for Matt Macy. Uh, it, uh, two, game, <laughs> two games in and he seems okay. Um, oh, thank you. <laughs> he's a big bugger, isn't he? There he goes. Don't know. That's we never it. got to see uh, him that much. Yeah, I didn't. Um, but his, he says his kicking's crap, so sort oh, that well. out. Oh. Sort that, Matt Macy. So that's... Uh, that's that one. Uh, it's it's eleven o'clock at night and the kids were asleep upstairs, so there's no songs. Right, fair, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> but I did now. West Brom. I was um, asked on the podcast a week or two ago. We when we played at the Hawthorns and they had a uh, one of those tarpaulins over the seat saying "The Lord's my shepherd," mm. and I was saying, "Why have they got that on there?" So we've had a bit of correspondence. On that subject, uh, Ben Deacon has sent me an email. A uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. I'm a long-suffering gooner based in the West Midlands. I'm always surrounded by West Brom and Wolves fans. Um, so, anyway, blah, blah, blah. One of my West Brom supporting mates has given the answer to The Lord is My Shepherd. It was sung at a home match in the 70s that had been moved to a Sunday, uh, supposedly because of a, of a minor strike going on. And it was a very rare thing to play on a Sunday in those days, so someone started singing The Lord Is My Shepherd as a bit of a joke. And then someone else said it was created as a tribute to Johnny Giles and they used to sing Giles Is My Shepherd. And if you go, I don't know, do you know either of you know this website? It's called fanchance.com. No, if you go no. on fanchance.com, uh, you might hear this. And then the they most... go, isn't it brilliant? And then they go, the West Brom, the West Brom, the West Brom. <laughs> I want to be, I want to so be, I want to be a member of the Black Country Pentecostal Congregation. You can hear, you can hear how strong the accents are. That is you really can in that particular <laughs> clip. You really can hear the Black Country accent. So that's that's the sort of thing I like. That has cleared that up nicely. Thank you very much. They've been singing that down there for the best part of. 50 years. Uh, they may still be singing it in uh, Premier League next season because Allardyce can do this, right? He can yeah. get teams out of these situations. That's what he does. Well, he, they, I mean, they he, he picked Kieran Biggs us. the other day, right? He picked Kieran Gibbs. And it's, it's fascinating when the new manager comes in and he has a look and he changes it. And Gibbs couldn't get a look in. Couldn't get picked. Is Damien's on footballchance.net? Is there Kieran Gibbs, 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 <laughs> push pineapple? Oh, that never caught on, did it, D? You gave it a good go. No, no, it never did. Did you get an email from the club saying, we are uh, go to the club shop, we are celebrating the Chinese New Year? 
It was. <laughs> it was that a giveaway? Who, who's running our club? I mean, they never say, "Oh, it's the uh, it's Hanukkah. Go to the Arsenal shop. It's you know, it's Ramadan. Go to the Arsenal shop." You know, they almost definitely did that to wind you up, Keith. You're the I only one who got it. I probably am the only one who got that. So, yeah, let's get that conspiracy nutter. (laughs) Send it to him. If you look at the email again, the R is backwards on it. (laughs) Right. And if you click, and if you click, if you click the source, then you'll see that A Davis (laughs) was behind the email. (laughs) I would never prank him. Uh, Richard Can sent me uh, a story about Teddy Sheringham being a shit. Oh, I like these. I just don't know what to say. Oh. I don't know. Uh, friends of Teddy or anyone, just just don't tell him. It doesn't. Yeah. I, it, it was funny for a while, and now it's just getting grim. <laughs> I mean, it's just week in, week out. I met him. See you next Tuesday. Uh, my elder sister used to work in wealth management for the Midland Bank. Uh, in she was based at different branches in the St Albans area. Some of her clients happened to be Arsenal and a few Tottenham players. One day, weeks away from becoming a gooner, Sol Campbell walks into the bank. Now that, you can imagine. (laughs) Sol appearing in the bank. Everything goes quiet. Uh, Accompanied by a colleague. The colleague was none other than Edward Paul Sheringham, MBE. (laughs) Sol had kind I like that bit of the detail. That's good touch. That's good. Good The soul had kindly dropped off a Tottenham Hotspur signed football. Uh, My sister, delighted, yet aware of my allegiance to Arsenal, made a joke that she would have to scribble the Tottenham logo out (laughs) and then politely inquired if England striker Edward would sign the Tottenham (laughs) ball. To which he said, for a gooner, you're having a laugh, he can get stuck. Respect the man's principles. He hates Arsenal so much. And, and the fact consistent. that he hates Arsenal so much and it makes us laugh so much. It's so, so brilliantly perfect, isn't it? So consistently a see you next Tuesday. It's an absolute belly. <laughs> Relentlessly. In any situation, he can just turn it on. Just pull it out. Just so, that, so people walk away thinking, he's a bit of a wanker, isn't he? Oh, dear. A few weeks later... Sol returned to the bank, now a contracted footballer of Arsenal Football Club. He asked for my sister and handed over a signed Arsenal football. What an absolute legend. Oh, wow. <laughs> that, football, wow. Re- that football rests proudly in my bedroom at my parents' house. The Tottenham ball can be found amongst cobwebs in the garage, having been kicked about the street I grew up in. <laughs> that is we outstanding. Deduce, we oh. can deduce that Edward Paul Sheringham is indeed... A bell end. And then uh, this is from Rich, uh, freeloading scum, who says, You are really helping me through a tough mental period. I'd love to grab you all a beer and see the vest of destiny uh, in person. A couple of people have emailed uh, me and said, This lockdown's doing my head in. Thanks for doing the podcast. Uh, so uh, we appreciate those emails. Oh. It's doing our heads in as well. Um, we are contractually obligated to go to the end of the season, so fear not. <laughs> <coughs> we will be we will be here every week. I was going to say, have you seen uh, Heist by David? Is David Mamet? Film? Yes, I think I have. Gene Hackman, fantastic. Gene That's Hackman, it. Gene Hackman's in it, and um, and Delroy Lindo. When you said Sol Campbell walks into a bank, I could just see him coming in, taking a side, you know, standing by the side of the door, making sure no one hits the alarm. Just by looking at them, just by being quite brooding. I was talking about Sol Campbell today, actually, because he's the only person. I, I've got a real. I really love Gary Neville. Gary Neville's Gogglebox, right? Um, it's, they just have. It gets good guests on there, good chats. The only person who's made it boring is That's Sol Campbell. Not fair. That's not it, fair. But it's true. That's not it's fair. true. That's, that's, it's so, it wasn't true. I might have said this before. I don't know. I don't Sol- think. I think the thing about that the Gary Neville soccer box, which is is a, is quite a good little thing that Gary Neville's got going on, is basically he interviews other people from the northwest about football, 
And then he had to interview Sol, and they just had nothing in common at all, apart from the fact they happened to be in the same back so four for England seen, for a few years. You've seen it, haven't you? Like, it's <laughs> yeah. such an awkward conversation. Yeah. Well, like, I, I, yes, I, perhaps it is. But I, I still think it's... I do, I agree with you. I do think that's... It's worth a watch. It's, 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 a, it's becoming increasingly annoying that as he matures and becomes... A, Gary Neville's getting less and less irritated. Maybe it's because Man United aren't winning anything. Perhaps if they do go on and win this COVID yeah. league this season, and it is absolutely up for grabs, isn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, then they will become as irritating as they always always were before. <laughs> and last mention for Gary Neville's uh, gobgall box is that he's got a new one, a fairly new one with Ian Wright, which is as wonderful as you'd want it to be. So there, that's my little plug. On, on the... On the, uh, on the t- Sky Sports Channel. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I've had a little email uh, from Mohammed. Uh, uh, sorry, sorry, Mohammed, not El Nenny. El Nashmi. Um, this is a story about how I found out that Adi Bayor is a massive twat. Oh. So this is. Um, oh, we well might done, be Paul. able to. Go, we might be able to give Edward Paul Sheringham a break finally after nine months of stories about <laughs> roaming around Essex and Hertfordshire being a dickhead. Do you know, I've got a funny feeling that's going to be going on for a few No, but, if, you know, I promise you, all these emails are genuine. Um, the day started off as one of the best days of my life. Um, Mohammed sent me a couple of pictures of himself. It was his first ever game at Highbury. Uh, he was lucky enough to be taken into a, a box and... Uh, it was the Wigan game, the last game oh, at Highbury. Nice. <clears throat> so very uh, lucky to be there. And when they came out of the box and they'd had a marvellous time, they went down into the car park and the Arsenal players were down there in the car park. And uh, he's, he met Sesk, he met Reyes, he met Pires, Robin Van Persie, Johan Juru and Gilberto Silva. This may sound weird and I'm not gay, but I think I somewhat got a minor erection by how humble and caring he was. That's <laughs> <laughs> an extraordinary sentence. Uh, <laughs> but he is a wonderful man, Gilberto Silva, and there's a photo of him with Gilberto Silva, and it's just, he's, got, he's just a beautiful guy. Right. And anyway, then I met Adi Bayor. Uh, <laughs> he came out with a huge black trash bag. Now, I presume this is a massive bin liner that is filled up with everything that he has nicked <laughs> from the dressing room on the last day of the season. Everybody's... I can't see any other explanation for him coming out with enormous bin liner other than it's full of stolen goods. A couple of studs poking through where the black bag hasn't held, where he hasn't double bagged it. Absolutely. Corner flags, gold nets, anything, all available on the Adibayor shop on eBay. Yeah. Honestly, Everything. <laughs> 28 uh, unused bottles of Lucas A, 16 footballs. <laughs> Jens Lehmann's gloves. Absolutely everything. Um, he cut, I, I went up to him and asked for an autograph. He, he rejected it in a very rude manner. I asked him for a photo and he shouted at me. I said, no! <laughs> I stood there sad and in shock. Presumably his, his erection had gone away by then. <laughs> he picked up the black bag and swung it across his shoulder as he was about to walk away. And the next thing I knew, this huge black trash bag smacked me across the face. Oh. I found myself battered on the floor. He didn't even look back. He didn't even apologise. The twat! Oh, that's massive twat, isn't that? It's Jesus, what I could proudly say that I was the first ever Arsenal supporter to hate Adibayor. <laughs> well in. Well, well just calls. <laughs> and then he says, uh, he then says that he was at the Man City game away when uh, Adibayor ran the length of the pitch and had some chairs thrown at him. So. Anyway, thank you for that. That's opened up a new uh, uh, wow, line of correspondence, possibly. Yeah, it's very much so. <laughs> yes. oh, keep them coming. Although, yeah. please don't stop with the Edward Sheringham stories, because no, they are honestly, just have me in tears every week. <laughs> no, someone sent me a link to Sheringham on. Um, was it on with Max Rushton, I think, on that, on that Sky show where they sit on a bench surrounded by old socks as if they're in a changing room, but they're not, you know. And he's, called, he's talking about going to sign for Nottingham Forest and uh, Clough's there. And he goes, oh, here he is, our new centre forward, Edward Sheringham. And he goes, oh, he's, oh no, he's called me Edward. Oh, no, I don't like that. Can you call me Teddy, boss? Uh, to, which, uh, to which Clough said, welcome to Nottingham, Edward, and walked away. <laughs> 
Cluck and spot a bell end a mile off. He didn't get where he is today. Pandering to tosses like you. You put that shirt on and do what I want you to do. Do you remember him and Cascarino at Millwall? Yes, I do. I do remember them at Millwall, and, and George was managing, wasn't he, for a while? Absolutely. He was a terrific player, Sharon. I mean, it's, uh, he, he, you know, he hated Arsenal, of course, but he was a very, very well, clever yeah, footballer. Well, look at his trophy hall, you know. He's, he's well, yeah, done yeah, it. yeah, he was a very good player. It was, it, of course, and it pained, pained us more and more that he was a good player. And they were <laughs> good players that you hate, they just seem to have really long careers. <laughs> <laughs> Well, long enough, long enough for you to get your own back when he was on the bench. Oh yeah, we did give him a, load, a real an afternoon of abuse at Portsmouth. Reserve, <laughs> reserve. You're just a reserve. Folks <laughs> could barely shout anything. They've been shouting for fifty years. Oh dear. Anyway, lads, so maybe we should um, yeah knock it on the edge. A wonderful win tonight. tonight. Yeah, it was a good win. Good win. What's going on? Uh, you know, Eddie Howe can stand down. Uh, <laughs> Owen think, Coyle back to the barracks. I think. I think uh, Rafa's staying in China, and mm. Mikel's in the job to the end of the season at least. All we need is uh, Jack Wilshere to come back and get his number ten shirt. And uh, oh, that's uh, just, perhaps we should just say that one. <laughs> one last thing: the prima donna's bickering about the number ten shirt on social media. The, 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 absolutely, by virtue of mentioning it, they should neither of them should ever have it. And if that isn't just sitting on Emil Smith Rowe's hanger <laughs> in the summer, <laughs> so, something is going on. If a centre half um, gets it, we riot. That's my final word. If a Kia Jurabchian signing, <laughs> if Cesar Espelacueta gets it. <laughs> When we fish him out of Chelsea's bins in the summer, <laughs> we riot. <laughs> All right, let's see, see you later. Cheers, mate.